0: Future Proof with Jonathan McCrae.
1: proudly supported by Science Foundation
0: Ireland on News Talk. Welcome back to Future Proof on News Talk. I'm Jonathan McCrae. Now, we all eat food, some of it good for us, some less so, but for the most part, we eat it because we're hungry or it tastes nice. What if we could do more with our food, use it to boost our immune system, prevent heart disease, or even to help us lose weight? What could we do then? Well, joining me now is Daniel Granato. He's professor in food science and health and Course Director of the MSc in Functional Foods and Product Development at the University of Limerick. Welcome to the program, Daniel. Um, What exactly is a functional food? Uh,
1: Thanks for inviting me, Jonathan, in the first place. So uh, functional foods is basically any type of food that can be uh, not only nutritious, providing vitamins, uh, minerals, carbohydrates and lipids and so on uh but it has something more so usually um these foods they have some compounds that can actually benefit our health you know beyond nutrition so let's say there are many examples so if you consume olive oil what's the difference between olive oil and soy oil so olive oil is not refined so it has like lots of many uh phytochemicals as you say chemical compounds found in nature uh that actually decrease the bad cholesterol for instance so this is just one of the
0: examples and this function that we're talking about in food it already exists in food anyway is that right or are there some compounds that we would look to improve food uh, to do other things
1: yes uh, most of the compounds uh, they are in food already but we have to think about some you know some issues uh, more and more we are we are adopting the westernized type of diet which means we are consuming more refined sugars or more uh, fats and we are consuming less compounds from the nature so uh, so one thing to 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 tackle these issues is by adding you know some of these compounds into processed foods and make them more uh, healthier, I would say. So, so that's, that's one of the things that we are looking at at the moment. And, um, yeah, I think that, I think the best strategy is to develop new healthy foods, you know, for our people.
0: Right. So, so there are lots of healthy foods out there. The problem is people aren't eating enough of them. And this approach takes some of those important compounds and potentially puts it into the food that people are eating, which is often the food is not good for them. Um, Talk me through the various functions of these foods you talked about, um, lowering cholesterol. What other um, compounds are there out there? Where do they come from? Um, How can they help us to be healthier?
1: Okay, so I'm just going to give like an overview and a background, uh, you know, for for our talk here. Uh, By 2050, Ireland will be the most obese and overweight country in the European Union. And this is quite terrifying uh, if we consider, you know, all the um, the health implications on the long term, so uh, eating healthy and you know um, making the right choice is uh, are the two basic strategies that we have at the moment. So, so when we think about, you know, eating healthy, what does that mean in practice? So, it's not only about salad and fruits and vegetables, but the right combination of those uh, and everything that uh you know when we, we when we choose what we're going to eat everything should be balanced so we are not talking about eating healthy all the time but overall have a balance of a healthy diet and and not only a healthy diet but also um you know uh healthy habits so doing exercise and so on not uh, not smoking and and so on there are many other issues to to, to be discussed here. So um, our main strategy here at the University of Limerick, what we're trying to do is to, uh, we are producing foods or we are extracting, you know, these compounds from nature uh, using, you know, solvents that we, we can usually use at home, let's say, water and ethanol. And then we are adding these compounds into foods. And why do we do that? So let's think about a yogurt. A yogurt is just a mixture of milk, uh, cream, milk cream, sugar, and then some fruit pulp like strawberry, blueberry. What we're trying to do, okay. So, but isn't that healthy at all? It is. Uh, the only thing that we want to boost the you know any health um, properties of, of of this yogurt. So we are trying to add new compounds into yogurt making the yogurt more functional, which means more nutritionally attractive to the consumer. And as you said, uh, we are trying to target cardiovascular diseases. And why? 33% of the deaths in Ireland are caused by uh, cardiovascular diseases. And, okay, so, so what is the fun about it? You can eat normally, but you can also... Um, decrease the odds uh, of diseases. So I think that's the best combination after all.
0: Um, There have been problems adding vitamins to foods and hoping that the body will process them the same way they do um, vitamins found naturally in food. Is that going to be a limitation when you're extracting components from one food and putting them into another? Isn't there a a danger that um, our bodies won't consume the the, the, the positive compounds in the way we want them to?
1: Um, I would say this wouldn't be a problem because what we are trying to do um, is to increase what we call the bioavailability of these compounds. And what does that mean in practice? How these compounds will be actually absorbed uh, by the body. And um, overall, not only vitamins and minerals, but also these um, compounds, these organic compounds found in nature, the bioavailability is rather low. Uh, So why should we care about them? Because um, when we think on the long-term, we are considering that uh, the eating habits, they become kind of like uh, a mantra so you you have to consume it like regular regularly and of course this regular consumption will decrease the odds of diseases on the on the meat and long term so uh, the answer is that it's not going to be a problem in terms of um bioavailability of the good vitamins but we are also uh, trying to consider the the whole thing it's not only one two or three vitamins but also uh, all the compounds that might actually influence health
0: um this is a different approach to uh, genetic engineering which we have seen in uh, some crops for example there is i think it's golden rice it's called that has added vitamins um to the rice um, this this is a, a two-step process I'm wondering how does it compare to um, genetic modification of crops and foods to make them more functional which is a, a more preferred method of of producing healthier food? Uh,
1: Well, it can be one of the most preferred ways, but uh, considering the European Food Safety Authority, uh, we can use different solvents, let's say. Uh, we can use water we can use ethanol and so many others to extract compounds from from natural resources and when we talk about natural resources we should also talk about circularity of ingredients so 33 to 65 percent of everything that we produce are just discarded so one way to you know not to avoid but to tackle this issue is by extracting some of these Good components and then adding them again to foods. So uh, so that's what we are trying to do. it's it's compliant with the regulations and this is something that the consumer will see as natural. So you are trying to sell naturalness if we might call it. so and this is like um, good enough. So if you say that in your watermelon juice, you have let's say an apple ek- extract, it's. I think this will be much better um, rated by the consumers, as if I say no, this is GMO, so genetically modified organism. So some of some consumers will say, okay, I don't want GMO. So, yeah. so, that's, but, but, so that's. But they're more comfortable with.
0: Thing. They're more comfortable with the idea of an extract because we have extract in all sorts of foods. Um, exactly. Exactly. Are you suggesting there that your your plan is to mine food waste for good? Compounds and then reuse them to make food that doesn't have them better. Is that a, is yes. that really a thing that we could mine food waste? That would be amazing.
1: Yes, yes, yes. That's what we are trying to do. We have three PhDs, three PhD projects uh, running at UL that we are working together with uh, Irish companies: one apple and cider company, uh, one seaweed company, and uh, one brewer's spent grain company. And they don't know what to do with with the food waste. Uh, they they are generating tones and tones. And if we consider like um, how much we drink in terms of beer, so we generate quite a lot of, you know, tones and tones of, of brewer's pent grain, what we call BSG. And we are extracting not only the proteins, but also the fibers and also the phenolic compounds from, from, from our residue. So things that are simply discarded, we cannot just give them to cows so um, so that's what we are doing so we are tackling um sustainability and also health in the same issue
0: right uh, presumably that has to be quite controlled because obviously food that goes off develops bacteria bacteria can be harmful for health when you're extracting these compounds you have to be careful that you're not also extracting um e coli for example
1: yeah Actually, what we are using, we are using food side streams and not uh, rotten, let's say rotten uh, ingredients or rotten materials. Okay, right. so these, these, so these um, side streams. It's a byproduct,
0: but it's fresh.
1: Yes, it's fresh. It's fresh. Right, okay. So, um, so let's say you brew, uh, you brew uh, your beer, and then there is this leftover that is like in less than twenty-four hours, it is processed. So it's dried, and then once it's dried, there's no contamination, there's absolutely nothing. So then we use this fraction to do the extractions and additions into foods and and so on.
0: Right. So uh, tell me, where are we with this, and and where are you in University of Limerick? Have you identified very helpful compounds, and and really, how much of a difference would these foods make if you integrated them into your weekly meal plan like are we talking about significant changes in life um in lifestyle or health outcomes over a long period of time or um like would they be as significant as fluoride for example
1: um well at the university at 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 the minutes we are uh analyzing these food uh, food models as we call it because we are doing everything in the lab so we have developed granola with uh bsg proteins so instead of just discarding, we are extracting proteins out of this, and uh, the the granola that we prepared has sixty five percent more fibers than the regular granola that we found that we find you know in the supermarkets. And then uh, we are talking about tea. We drink a lot of tea, and we uh, we included the phenolic compounds from BSG in tea, so to boost you know the. Uh, the antioxidant capacity, and uh, one more thing that we are doing, we are analyzing seaweed in neuronal cells, and we have very positive, you know, results out of this, showing that um, some of these compounds are actually good for for the brain. So I think we, it's you know, pe- people usually say that uh, we sh- we should think of um, from the farm. You know, uh, to, uh, from the farm uh, to the fork, but I think this this concept is biased. It's it's is incomplete, to be honest. What we are trying to do at the University of Limerick, we are from the farm to the gut and beyond, because we are tackling digestion, consumption, metabolism, and then all the health effects in different tissues, especially in the brain and also in uh, in the adipocytes in the fat tissue. That people. sounds
0: great but um, what does the taste test say? Do people notice a difference in the taste when these compounds are added? Um, and as I say, like, w- w- will you notice a difference um, over a lifetime using this particular product versus the traditional less healthy one?
1: Uh, we have made uh, sensory tests, uh, so we are uh, recruiting several people, like thousands of people, and so far uh, there are no significant difference between the conventional and the functional counterpart. So, which means that uh, we are able to develop, you know, food models that look good, taste good, and will actually be good when they are consumed. And and I think, you know, uh, one important thing about these food models, they, they are being highly rated in terms of uh, concept because consumers, when we tell them that this is uh, this food is prepared uh, to avoid food waste, and they 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 rate this as very high, so um, overall I think the concept itself it's really nice and interesting, especially if we consider you know all the food that is just you know lost throughout the the, the supply chain.
0: Very interesting. Is this a, a big international trend? Are there other research centers looking at it? And and how soon uh, will we see functional food components being added to crunchy nut cornflakes or the sort of food that is, is mass consumed that isn't necessarily very good for us, but tastes nice?
1: Yes. Um, so I think everywhere they're doing that in terms of um, research and in terms of You know, practical products, so things that we can actually find in the supermarket, we do have some of them already, like shots, you know, energy shots, energy drinks, and uh, smoothies. So it's really hard to convince, you know, food producers to try to add some of these components, um, you know, into their products because of price. And we know that, you know, money is a huge issue there. And in some cases there are no companies trying uh trying to isolate these compounds and then add them into into food products when we consider like, you know, huge companies. That that I might guess- take like five years, ten years, depending on the case. But we we already have some examples uh in the store. So
0: Yeah, I, I guess the the target is probably not the the high sugar, um, high fat foods because people are not thinking of health at that time but perhaps the stuff that the mums buy or the dads buy for their kids wanting them to be healthy that there, there is possibly a market there um, uh, only time will tell I suppose. Interesting research, uh, thank you so much for joining us you were listening there to uh, Daniel Granato, Professor in Food Science and Health at the University of Limerick thanks Daniel. Thank you Future proof with Jonathan McRae. Proudly supported by Science Foundation Ireland. Sundays from midday on News Talk.